it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes. Now, an interview with Mike Stockwell and Robert Gray from Cross Country Evangelism. Well, thanks for having us. My name is Mike Stockwell. I'm from Long Island, New York, and uh, the ministry we have is called Cross Country Evangelism. It's a ministry where we publicly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Robert Gray is a co-laborer in that ministry, and we go out and we travel across the country and other countries preaching God's word uh, boldly in the open air. We hand out gospel tracts. We do one-to-one witnessing. And uh, that's what God has laid on our, our hearts to do with with the time that we have left uh, as we go in a pilgrimage here. Again, Ryan, thank you for having us. Uh, my name is Robert Gray. I'm originally from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, but I call Colorado Springs home. I've been uh, co-laboring with Mike for about almost six years now that we met in uh, in uh, 2009. And he asked me to be a part of the ministry a couple of years ago. It's been a privilege to uh, preach the gospel around the world with him um, throughout our country and on college campuses throughout the U.S. First thing that I'm noticing in talking with you guys is you're both of you are very soft spoken. But looking at your YouTube videos, uh, if someone just knew you by the YouTube videos, they would think you were totally different people because you are not soft-spoken on the YouTube videos. Why is that? What What is it that's different from now and from being on the street heralding the gospel? That's commonly uh, brought up to us uh, about, you know, when we're out there preaching. First of all, when we're out there, it's, uh, you know, we, we're, we're heralds. We want to be heard. So we lift up our voices so that more people can hear the gospel being preached. And uh, people say to us, say, uh, you know, I, it's nice when you do it just like this, one-to-one, and uh, we say, yeah, the, the, but that's just one of the ways that we do it. We're we're not against doing it either way, uh, but we want to proclaim Christ out there, so we lift up our voices. And uh, so when we're doing that, we don't do that when we're doing one-to-one. So we, we, we're just a little more soft-spoken when we're talking to someone face-to-face. I think um, in and of ourselves, I would say that we, we are quiet guys, even though, um, you know, we have our own personalities, but I think it's really a work of the Holy Spirit that he that he uses us and that he preaches through us and that, um, you know, we, we go out there to uh, proclaim the gospel, but it's we're not going out there to preach ourselves. We're going to preach our Savior, to tell the world about him. He is worthy to have his name lifted up into the, to the ears of his creation, you know, and I believe it's a work of God that transforms us and, and allows us to preach his word with that with that boldness. You know, Paul, he prayed or he, he wrote to the people in Ephesus, he said, uh, you know, he, he, he asked them to pray for them that, that he would proclaim God's word boldly, that he would make known the mysteries of the gospel. And I, I believe that that's how God uses us. We can go out and lift up our voices, and we might seem like we're, we're different people when we do it. And I believe it, that it's just the work of God. 
So now, how did you guys get your start? Briefly, share, share with me your, your testimony, how the Lord worked in you, how he saved you, and how he brought you the ministry that you're in. Okay, I, I hope we have a lot of time to go through this, but it's a long story, but we'll try to speed it up. I, you know, I was looking at what my sister was doing. My sister was on her 14th missions trip to Russia and the Ukraine, and I was thinking, what am I doing with the time that I've been given? Am I using it wisely for God's kingdom? And I, I really wasn't doing much, and it, it convicted me, and I, and I cried out to God. I was like, Lord, use me in the way that's going to glorify you the most. And before you know it, I started getting into evangelism and God just opened my eyes to that and I started doing it and I was like this is it this is what I'm to be doing with the time that I've been given and through a series of my sister uh showing me way of the master and going to the ambassador's academy and God speaking through me in the open air there it just uh, it just drove me to what is important and so uh, after I went to the ambassador academy in 2008 within 6 months I had just sold everything and I went on the road and started uh, evangelizing uh full time and my church sent me out and prayed over me and and then while I was on the road um a friend of ours got a call from Robert saying that he feels that God has called him to go and preach he said you know he's talking to her and she's like well that's not crazy because I have a friend that's doing it and he she introduced him to me and then we eventually connected and uh and ever since then, we've been traveling around, preaching the gospel everywhere we go. And Robert, how about you? Well, I was thinking that um, I went to Kenya in 2007 with uh, my church. At the end of our trip, I remember praying to God, asking him that he would show us, well, show me what he wanted me to do with my life. And I remember we went back to our rooms, and there were two men sitting outside their room just a, a couple doors down at our hotel. And I went over there and I started talking to them. I asked them why they were there. I told them why I was there. One of the guys, he eventually, he, he kept telling me about all these other religions. After two hours of sharing with them, I said, you told me what everybody else believes. Let me tell you what, what I believe about the gospel. So it took me about two hours to get through the gospel and sharing it with this man. And then when we, we finished up our trip, we go back home and one of the first announcements that they made at our church when we got back was like, hey, we're teaching this class on how to share your faith. And it was uh, the way of the master. And uh, I took the class. It was five weeks long, you know, hand out tracts, then learn how to uh, use, the, use the law and the gospel um, with people. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And when we got back from that trip, I said, that, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So I knew right away. And that was in 2007, July 2007. And in 2008, one of my friends, the, the person that taught the class, he encouraged me to go to the Ambassador's Academy to learn how to do the open-air preaching. I didn't really know what it was. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I went out there, and I, and I took the class. Well, when I got back, I was talking to some of my friends, and I said, uh, I think I'm supposed to open-air preach. And he says... I want 100% proof that we're supposed to go out and share the gospel with people when they don't want to hear it. We just kind of used that as a springboard. We talked about Jonah and how he, he went and preached to Nineveh and the number of people that got saved. And then at the end of that, my friend was like, hey, let, let's go. So we went out on Black Friday, and that was kind of the start. And at this time, I was transitioning out of the, the Air Force or considering what I was going to do next. And just being in a time of prayer, 
um, at a retreat that I was at, you know, I felt pressed that I was supposed to travel around the country and uh, share the gospel with people, which I did think was crazy. That's what Mike was alluding to earlier. I called one of our mutual friends and I, and I told her, I was hoping that she would talk me out of it saying, yeah, that's crazy. But she said just the opposite. She said, that's not crazy. One of my friends just sold his house and his business and that's what he's going to do. And she said, you two are so much alike. You should call him. So I did. And he, he was like, call me when you get on the road. I, I did. We met in, um, I believe it was in maybe late August of uh, 2009, and we've been ministering together ever since. Praise the Lord that you guys were willing and faithful uh, to not only hear that call, but to obey the call. And you're not crazy, Robert, uh, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, have that urge, that thought, and they think, crazy, I'm crazy for thinking it. But a lot of times it's not crazy. It's what the Lord wants you to do, unfortunately, not Everybody listens to that call. They they stifle it. Myself, I was in a church that was very unbiblical, and they wanted nothing to do with, with evangelism. And the church no longer exists because they weren't willing to go outside of their walls. So what would you guys say is the, the purpose of cross-country evangelism? What What is it that you guys, I mean, obviously you guys go cr- around the country, go to different other countries to share the gospel. Is that it? Well, first and foremost, uh, what we, we exist for is to glorify God in, in the public proclamation of the gospel. And we go out and we preach God's word to, to everyone who, who we come in contact with. And, uh, that's, that's our ministry basically is to, to plant seeds to people to hear the word of God. And we pray that God will bring people to water and then he will give the increase in, in everything that we do. And we, but it's mainly to glorify God in, in all that we do. And, and God has been faithful to us in, whereas we've been going across countries and different states and he has just been, uh, guiding our steps. We really don't plan much. A lot of things just kind of fall into our lap by God's grace of providing and uh, where he wants us to go and who we're going to stay with and where we're going to preach. And, you know, just even like this conference that we're at, it just, it, we were asked to come here. And so it's just uh, a blessing how God has been providing every step of the way in, 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 in every part of our ministry. And we, we just see God's hand in it. You're listening to Witness Radio. I believe that our ministry is to glorify God and to to make Him known to the world. It also gives us an opportunity to encourage other saints. We have a lot of saints that come up to us and tell us that they're encouraged by things that we do, because we're just two ordinary guys. We're not. We didn't go to seminary. We didn't go to, you know, all these, you know, great schools. If we can do it, anybody can do it. Right. You know, uh, all we have to do is open our mouths. I, I believe that uh, through the preaching of the gospel, that you know that that God saves sinners, that um, that He is pleased to hear the name of His Son lifted up in the open air, that uh, saints are encouraged, that it it transforms wherever God's word is uh, is laid to bear. We go to places. Like Jamaica, we do an annual trip to Jamaica every year. And when we go back the next year, the people res- uh, reply to us when they see that we come back. They say, you guys did good work here. After you left, everything calmed down so that the gospel has a calming effect on the world. and They don't even realize it. 
you know, when they hear the preaching of, of his truth and they hear the preaching of his law, it kind of gets things in order. And I, and I believe that it, it has a, an effect on, on everything. You know, there are people that are standing or sitting next to us and they get the effects of the gospel just because we're there. This is what it says in, in Romans. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is over all, is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word God. So we go and preach that people might hear. And it's through this hearing that they would have faith in Christ. But how will they hear without a preacher? So God, I believe God has called us to go into the world and to preach the gospel. He's called us all to go into the world to preach the gospel. And I believe that, that God is glorified through that. And that's what he uses us to save sinners, to draw his people unto him. I mean, that that's why we go, for his glory. Amen. Talk to me about some of your trips, some of your missions, some of your, uh, for lack of a better term, escapades out on the street. What are some of the most memorable times, best and worst, to give people a rough idea of what you guys deal with, you know, in your day-to-day lives, in your ministry? Well, we go to a lot of different places. Uh, I'd say probably more than 50% of the year, me and Robert are together doing ministry. Uh, but there are times where he's, uh, either in Colorado or I'm in New York and, uh, we kind of do our own things also. But, uh, most of the, the, the big events we kind of get together for, we do our Jamaica trip every year. That's been, uh, encouraging. We've seen just so many things happening there. We do, uh, a, a ministry there where we go to the, infirmary where men are dying and the ne- next year we go back and we find out that two people that we spoke to are are dead now and we pray that you know that that ministry is going to be fruitful we we started going to a school out there where we preach a, a, a sermon to the to the kids in a public school so it's kind of neat to see the, all that stuff uh we you know, and then, then we go to, in the States, uh, I do, uh, I go to Salem pretty regularly, Massachusetts, where the, the witches go for on Halloween, and we also do, uh, Mardi Gras every so often. There's, there's many different events, Apple Blossom Festival, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we go all, all around the United States doing different events, and a lot of college campus ministries. And, uh, we, you know, we, like you said, it, it does vary. You know, there's times where we had, we're accepted and, and, and people hear the good news and, and receive it well. And then there's other times where we go places and people are abusive. They throw things. They, uh, do all kinds of physical things to us. And, but as a preacher, we kind of expect that in the open air that that's the way the world's going to respond jesus said you know the servant isn't greater than his master if they hated me they call the the master of the house beelzebub you know what's going to be the servant so when we go out there 
we're we're not hoping for that. We're not looking to be persecuted, uh, but we know that it, if we are going to be godly and bold for Christ, that we are going to, uh, you know, have these things happen to us. What we do also we go to occasionally go to um, the uh, homosexual events, and you know when you're out there preaching the word of God, a lot of consciences out there are being pricked uh, about what they're doing because they know what what they're doing is sinful, and when we, we go out there, they they respond, you know, in a in a hateful way a lot of times, and had had my Bible burnt, had it pages torn out, been doused with from everything from water to Gatorade to iced tea and beer, and because and we're not out there, you know, calling them names or anything. We're just preaching the gospel, and that's just their response to God's word, you know. And we just. Uh, and we do that and we go, but then there's times where, you know, we see people who true conversion, you know, so it's, it's just a, a pretty, uh, a, a big gamut of, uh, res, you know, responses and, uh, the way we see things happening throughout the, you know, the world as we're going. The last two summers we spent, uh, traveling across Canada with a, a few families. Uh, the first trip we spent with, uh, two Canadian families and this, most recent trip, um, we went with a Canadian family and, and another American family, and uh, we traveled pretty much across that uh, that vast land, I believe almost 12,000 miles. We traveled preaching the gospel from um, the east to the west and then back to the east. And at one point, we were almost in the middle of the country in a, in a town called Regina. It probably has about a million people there, and they remembered us from the year before. And uh, we were right in the center of town, and the people from uh, the business association, they bought out a boombox, and they set it down next to us on the stone pillar that we were preaching on. But we kept preaching, and while we were out there, a reporter happened to be walking by, and he asked what was going on, so he got our side of the story, and then he got their side of the story. And then the next day, he had written an article about it, but it was on the front page of the newspaper, and it just caused a stir throughout the city um and when we went back the next we had no idea the next day when we went back there were television cameras from the from the national news was there and they followed us around most of the morning we had set up to preach uh the police came uh the people uh who who had organized a uh open-air market during the day, they they said they didn't want us there. People were out there. We want to hear them. So we just had a nice crowd, a group of people to preach to throughout the day. So this caught wind around the area. It was on the on national radio. Also, they found some clips of Mike preaching. So the, this guy, he's kind of like their Rush Limbaugh. He was playing clips of the preaching on his radio station, even though he didn't agree with it. But he, he was like, we have free speech. So it was just a, a big thing that was went out throughout the whole country and it affected the whole country and they were still talking about it about a month later uh the christians came out they they were writing about it on the on the uh television station on the radio station on their on their websites so it was pretty cool to see the effect that the gospel uh has on people and just in that that little trip alone uh one of my favorite stories that i like to tell is uh i i got up early one morning a few years ago i was at my brother's house in new hampshire and I thought I was going to go take pictures uh, uh, of, this, of the coast. I got up like at 5 o'clock. About 7.30, I ended up at this beach. 
And I decided that I was going to read my Bible on this big open air stage. And I got to the stage and it says, don't stand on the stage. I said, okay. So I stood off on the side and I read all of First John. And then when I got to the end, I said, Lord, if you want me to preach, tell me what you want me to preach. Now it's like eight o'clock in the morning. There's you know, people out that are just jogging and walking on the beach. So he gave me two verses and these were the two verses. It was First John 5, 11 and 12. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So I repeated this over and over and over again in my big boy voice, my little boy voice, you know, stressing different words. And I, and I probably did it like 30 times. And then I closed my Bible, and I was getting ready to leave, and this man walks up to me. He says, are you some kind of preacher or something? I said, well, you know what, sir? I really just like to read my Bible out loud. So I witnessed to him and his son. I had one of those little gospel, wordless gospel books. So I walked him through that. And in the midst of this conversation, when I was about done, this young lady walks up and she says, can I talk to you, sir, about God? I said, yes. And I thought it was the, the guy's daughter. I go, is this your daughter? He says, no. So the, the, the father and the, and the son leave. And the girl says to me, she says, I want to know if God sent you here to talk to me. She goes, I was sitting on the bench over there, and I heard you reading. I said, well, what's going on? She says, well, I just got out of a mental institution. I tried to kill myself, but I wanted to live. And here I was reading these two verses about life, and I had no idea why I was reading these two verses. And uh, so we sat down, and I walked her through the gospel. She had some questions about sin in her life, and then and uh, we, we talked about those. I said, look, um, I said, there was a man, or he was a king, and uh, he thought he got away with something that was very terrible, but God sent somebody to talk to him, to explain to him his sin. And I go, this is what he wrote. He wrote this beautiful psalm about about his repentance and how, how he wanted God to change his heart and cleanse his heart. And I go, you need to get right with God, and I think you should pray something like, like what's written out here and I left her my Bible I went away and I got her uh, went to get her a Bible and everything that I could find in my car tracks and everything DVDs and stuff so I went and got those for her and when I came back I didn't ask her what she said or what she did or how she prayed or anything but it just seemed like her countenance had changed she looks at me and says is it okay if I tell you that I love you I said yeah I go you know what I love you too and um, so Every now and then, God brings up Brittany, and I pray for her. I don't know where she is. I just pray that, that God saved her, or he does save her. But, you know, God uses us in whatever way that he wants to. We just need to be ready to go and do what he's called us to do. That was a wonderful story. I thank you so much for sharing that. And I thank you, Mike, for sharing about, you know, you're not out there at, like, the homosexual events. You're not out there like the Westboro Baptist, you know, using defamatory uh, words. You know, you're just out there, you're preaching the gospel. And, and, you know, even though you're not focused on that one sin, they still hate you and despise you because that's what Jesus said would happen to those who are faithful to preach his word. You're listening to Wendell's Radio. Robert, when I first met you, I think it was uh, two years ago at the very first Ohio fire, you came up to me and I said, what's it like to be Mike Stockwell's bail bondsman? I don't know if you remember that, but there was a point in time where, uh, unfortunately, Mike 
seem to keep getting thrown in jail. Tell me a little bit about that and what ended up happening. There's a, there's a lot of those situations. Uh, none of them arrests, though. I, I did get arrested one time in, in England, but most of the other things that we had were they were disorderly conduct charges brought up against for preaching in the open air, and there was some uh, different amplification issues that, that we went through. And uh, at one point, there was it seemed like it was happening every other month that I was getting uh, charged with something. But they were basically summonses, but I did have to appear in court for a lot of them. And uh, fortunately, none of them ever stuck. So we've God's been protecting me uh, through that. Everything that we do, he's been just blessing it. And even when that stuff looks like uh, it's not going to turn out for the good, but God uses it for the good. And, he, and he's just been faithful in that and even those and i think i think he puts that in my life sometimes to just uh you know remind me that he's in control and i i'm at you know the mercy of of god and and his you know when he does these things it it just draws me closer to him and i i just i'm thankful when i have those things happen but then to see him work and get them uh, you know taken away it's it's really neat to see god's hand in that when you guys do have interactions with police for whatever reason how do you respond you know when when i first went on the road and i i first started going out i was uh very much like that you know not in a rude way but you know i have the right to be here doing this and over the years I, i've learned that you get more uh flies with honey than you do with vinegar so and as a christian as an ambassador of christ I'm to be respectful even to the authorities that God has put in, in, in our society. So when I'm out there, I have to remember, even when I encounter police, that I'm to be a representative and an ambassador of Christ and, and to be respectful to them. And I found that to being like that seems to get us further than, you know, making our demands, saying we're, we're, we have a right to be here. And knowing more throughout the years, too, of of uh, how to encounter police and talking to police. It, it's just, it's God's grown us in, in our, uh, how we speak to them. And what I would say to someone who's starting out is just be respectful and talk to them like you would be talking to a member of your family, even, you know, in a respectful way. We don't have to start, you know, driving stakes and saying, this is my right. A lot of times just talking to them and being respectful to them changes their whole uh, demeanor when they come up upon you. Say somebody comes up to you guys and says, you know, I feel like the Lord has put it upon me to, to go into full-time evangelism ministry. What, what would you say to them? I would say you need to pray and then pray and then pray some more. And, um, yeah, and, and then trust God. I mean, it might hurt because, you know, things are going to be taken away from you. Um, you're not going to have access to things like that you had before. You won't be living in the big house you were living in before. You might not have the the job that you had before. You, you really have to trust and depend on God, but you really want to pray about it. I would say, you know, if you asked me this a few years ago, I'd tell you that you would have to have gone into the Air Force, retired after 20 years, and then and then then you could go and do full-time ministry. I believe that it, 
you have to be mature in 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 your walk in Christ. But I, I say you just have to pray, pray and be ready to do whatever it is that God has called you to do. If it's to sell your home, to give away all your things, because it, it's not as easy as it as it looks. It's not as glamorous as as you think it might be. It's hard just dealing with people all the time, and it's something that you really have to be ready for. I knew Robert was going to say that, so uh, but I, I agree with him one hundred percent. Prayer is the is the key. It's 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 the important part of it. Also, taking that step of faith and saying, "Lord, here am I. Send me." Not knowing where you're going to go or what you're going to do, but saying, "I'm submitted to you, and and I trust you that whether whatever the case may be, whether it uh, I don't miss a meal, whatever it is." I'm trusting that you're going to be taking care of me because I'm doing what your will is to go into the, all the world and preach the gospel. So when I do that and I step out in faith, I get to see how God works in, in, in wonderful, miraculous ways. And I, and, and it just draws me closer and it makes me adore Christ even more in, in these situations when I'm out there and I see God working and just providing. It, it's just, it's a wonderful place to be. And like Robert said too, we get to meet some wonderful people. We get to encourage people to continue to press on and fight the good fight and. It's no greater joy than to do what we're doing. And really, it, people look at us and they, they say, poor Mike living on the road. But they don't know that being in God's will and serving him is the best place to be. We, we're blessed. We're blessed. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for being on Witness Radio. Where can people go to find out more about your ministry? Our ministry website is uh, crosscountryevangelism.com. You can go there. We also have a, a page on Facebook. Thank you again, guys. And until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.